heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Time now for the footnote, Nick Foot and Stevie Arnold. Uh, how's Cup Week been for you? It's a test of endurance. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, you know when you see seasoned campaigners like Mick Sharkey cramping up in the studio? <laughs> that How embarrassing. <laughs> it is a little. The so. good thing is that we've actually got cameras in here, so we might have to fish that out for social media. <laughs> no, we, sh- we absolutely should. But oh, the racing's been fantastic. Hasn't it? It was nice to find a winner yesterday for the for the, uh, on day three about time. But it's been a great week of racing, plenty of great stories, and uh, looking forward to tomorrow. I think it's the best day of the lot. Oh, I do. I, I agree with you. Uh, what they've done with the Champions meeting now means that we finish on such a high. It is uh, phenomenal. We've literally gone from family day, old school, taking mm. taking a rug and sitting on the lawn to three <laughs> of the great wait for age races. So, yeah, um, looking forward to digging the teeth into it, mate. One of the wait for age superstars of Australian racing and now RSN is Stephen Arnold who joins us. How are you, Steve? Really well, thanks, Michael. G'day, Nick. How G'day. are you? Um, yeah, it's been a great week, hasn't it? Love love Cup Day, love the Cup. I thought it was a great race, uh, a couple of great rides in it, and, um, yeah, it's been a brilliant week. Has it been more taxing and stressful working each day with Hoss or when you were riding all four days? <laughs> no, Hoss has been pretty good. He's been pretty cool the last couple of weeks. So, um, no, it's been, been most enjoyable, Michael. Uh, very good. Hey, I'm going to give this very important duty to you now, Stephen, because we've got a, a new um, sponsorship here. King G, Trainer of the Week. The Trainer of the Week is proudly brought to you by King G Workwear. You wear the crown with King G. I'm not sure if there's anything to actually give the trainer, but who do you say has been the Trainer of the Week? Oh, it's got to be the Freedmans. Mm. Um, Sam and Anthony to do a great job with that horse. He's... Um, Obviously, a Melbourne Cup winner now. He, he's had, uh, you know, he's had his issues, soundness issues. I always thought he was a horse that was a little bit keen to, to maybe run the trip. Um, but with, with his staff and the work they've put into the horse, um, I think that's clearly the uh, training effort to get the horse to relax and run the trip. And not only run the trip, he, sp- he sprinted clear, you know, at the uh, 400 metre mark. And uh, I think that and the soundness issues he's had, I think that's the complete uh, package. Yep, I think you've hit the nail on the head spot on. I don't think we can argue with that. He would have been a brave man to give trainer of the week to someone that's got a 58, benchmark 58 double or something this week, <laughs> wouldn't he, Michael? Oh, I think he's gone out on a limb there. Well done, Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> a pretty obvious one there. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, not so obvious tomorrow are the winners. Uh, I'm going to drill down on these three group ones because I'm keen to get your thoughts on on how they'll be ridden and also who you would want to be on. Uh, the Imperatrice being in secret and we've also got Bella Nipotina, uh, Asfura, Espiona is an interesting runner as well. So um, is the market right? Is it still Imperatrice the one they have to beat in your mind down the straight, Stevie? I think so, yeah. You know, she's uh, she, she clearly, I think, brings the best form. Um, I suppose the straight is, is a bit of a different story, but uh, and, and in secret is very good down the straight. But I think it sets up really nicely for Imperatrice. 
drawn that sort of wideish gate where there's speed, the speed around her, and she can just. I think she gets a, a really nice trail into the race. And Opie, I know he was positive the other day when there wasn't. You know, he, he sort of dominated the race the other day, which showed she could she could do it from both ends. But I think he'll just tuck in for. You know, there's nice speed in the race. There's a few going along, so uh, front page will go along. Star Patrol. Um, so I think he'll just get a perfect cart into the race on her and she'll be sort of on the wing you know as, as such where she can just blend into the race the widest runner and um, she's got an amazing turn of foot so uh, I think uh, she's the obvious one a bit like the trainer one but I think she's the one to beat. It's a fascinating race I'm really intrigued to see because In Secret's sort of got the, the runs on the board doesn't she when it comes to the straight track races she's the straight six beast and I think prior to this prep you would have said Imperatriz would have been probably more suited to the straight and now what she's done around the valley has that that sort of really, I guess, flattered her, do you think, Stevie, a little bit as well in terms of the way that she gets around the valley? I certainly haven't seen a, a horse get around the valley as, as well as she has. She, she seems to love getting up on the camber at the valley, doesn't she, and really and really slingshotting off the corners, and, and she does it beautifully. But, yeah, geez, I wouldn't... The way she's... Her, even her straight-line speed when she's, you know, in the straight is, is pretty awesome. So I don't really doubt her in the straight. I think as long as she gets balanced and comfortable through that first half, which I think she realised, I say, it's set up nicely for her. And when, when Opie sort of can peel her to the, to the out, outside, I think she'll you know, show that turn of foot that she's been showing this campaign. Are you with Imperatures as well? Uh, I'm... I'll put in secret on top. I'll back in secret tomorrow. A smart person, though. I think. I think Shark was even saying he, he was going to do it on the form focus. You can, mm. you can, you can back two and and not lose in the race. Like if you want to play it really smart. I just think straight track form is completely different. In secret, she was cruel by the barrier in the Everest. She arguably could have won the Everest uh, had having drawn softer. Uh, and she finds her best for the straight. So I'm keen on her at the price. Uh, Imperatriz is very short, but I certainly can't put any holes in her. Mm. Yep. Um, the Champions Mile, only a field of seven here, Stevie. Uh, Declan Bates, I'd imagine he'll do what he did in the Empire Rose with Pride of Jenny, which puts good speed in. They may be strung out a little. Um, alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, it looks obvious. And, and then Fangirl, where does she be in the run? Well, I think he can just ride a conservative early. You know, from that, from that gate, he'll just let her get balanced up because there's those sort of three... Uh, obviously, Pride of Jenny run along really quick the other day. It's actually, I think, I think I mentioned it before. It's not that great when they go too fast. It's mm. a little bit uncomfortable for her to run. So, I'd actually wouldn't be wrapped she's in it because I reckon she can just take the finish mm. out of a couple of them. But the only thing is, she gets a bit. She gets a different setup tomorrow with the tracks. You know, it's going to be a bit worn, worn on the inside. Whereas the other day, it was it was sort of leaderish, wasn't it? And firm, right on top of the ground, and firm and good on the inside. Whereas the, the ground's going to be a bit more damaged towards the towards the inside, so it probably won't suit the uh, front runners as much as it did that day. So I think you can let her roll along and be confident that these really good horses, Mr. Brightside, uh, Fangirl, Alligator Blood, can stalk and be too strong for her. Um, I like Fangirl. I thought she was great in the Cox Plate. You know, uh, there was there was a few unlucky runners in the Cox Plate, so you couldn't say she definitely would have won. But I think she would have finished, you know, right in the placings. And um, you know, Mr. Brightside always turns up, loves the mile, so he'll be hard to beat. But I just think Fangirl just get a nice trail into the race, and she'll use that beautiful turn of foot late. Stevie, she Prada Jenny is really the fly in the ointment in this race. Just um, getting inside a jockey's mind for a moment here when. When there is a runner in here that uses these uh, really game tactics, and I think she went some 13 lengths faster than the Group 1 average in the Empire Rose, what do you need to do as a jockey in these races? Do you change your 
game plan because, as you mentioned, like when they really do stretch out and the field doesn't come back, it can be hard to make up ground. So will James McDonald have a different game plan knowing that it might stretch out or will he just ride uh, Fangirl like the best horse? I sort of think you've got to just ride your ride your uh, mare the, the same way. He's got to get a. He doesn't have to take her back, but he he can be confident that they're going to string out. So he doesn't have to go right back, but he's just got to let it get comfortable through through the first half. It's no good chasing Pride of Jenny through the first half and getting uncomfortable and taking all your acceleration away. So I think he'll just let it get balanced up, and just trust that Pride of Jenny will get tied at the furlong and you'll be able to sort of swoop on a late because if you go chasing her, you sort of bring yourself undone. And as I say with the you know, the tracks, it raced a bit like that yesterday, I thought, where they could make ground down the middle and the, the leaders probably weren't advantaged. It would probably be a bit similar. With the fourth day of racing, I'm not sure how far the rail goes out, but there'll, there'll be a bit of damage sort of on the track, so it won't be that leader sort of track. So I think they can confidently ride that, will let her go and ride her own race and, and sort of be building into it. And he'll have a, he won't be the first one to take him up. He'll have um, Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside probably taking him into it as well. So they're the ones that have got to make the decision, and he'll just tack on behind them and use her berth in the last furlong. Eight metres is the rail placement tomorrow. So who are you with, Nick? I'm with Fangirl on top. Uh, I think she's just going to eat Flemington. We haven't seen her there for a couple of years since I think it was the Carbine Club a couple of years ago, and she was dominant. Um, Look, I think Mr. Brightside, he's an interesting one because with the weather at the moment, and we saw that he didn't handle the good three and the firmer track in the King Charles. So uh, if that was the excuse there and we get a, a good three or an upgrade perhaps tomorrow. I did put that to Ben Hayes this morning. He said, well, to be honest, it was a good. It was like concrete. It was a, more a good two in Sydney. He said he can handle a good three, but it was just concrete. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if either three of them won. Alligator Blood's going to be the map horse, isn't he? He's going to be the one sort of just sitting off Pride of Jenny and going to present like the winner at the top. But I think Fangirl's going to be too strong and she's going to eat up Flemington, so I'm, I'm happy to back her. And the market's flipped. She's now getting out to a more backable price. Absolutely. the money's come for Brightside. The tab champion stakes, Stevie. The more I look at this, the more it shapes up really nicely for Zaki. Obviously, West Wind Blows has got that immaculate form through the Turnbull and the Caulfield Cup. Um, Barrier 2, James Spencer, if he just misses it a little bit, how do you think this map will be in the champions for West Wind Blows? He has got a bit of tactical speed, so I think think he can sort of uh, lob in that first four. Um, Obviously, Zaki will roll along. He likes to go down to the fence, Zaki. He always hangs left a bit, so I think he always likes to find the fence. So it's, it, the jockey doesn't have to, to keep him off the fence. She'll, uh, Jane will roll down to the fence, so she she doesn't have to sort of keep him off the fence the whole way, and that can take away a bit of his finish. So he'll roll down to the fence, and it'll just depend how the the, the track's playing by then. If the if the fence is still good, or if it's marked up a bit, you know, she'll have to sort of angle off the fence. But uh, I can't go away from West Wind Blows form. It's just. It's beautiful form, isn't it, mm-hmm. going to that race? I think he'll, I think he'll be able to be in a controlling spot from there. I wouldn't. He's a, he's a very good jockey, Jamie Spencer. I don't think he'll have any troubles um, getting out and negotiating that barrier. Two won't be any problems for him. Um, he's a very good rider and very good horse. His form's unbelievable. I think you know coming through the Caulfield Cup, and he was arguably a bit, a bit unlucky, you know, to start before. So I think he's got the best form, and he'll be in that control. Do you like West Wind Blows? Yeah, he said. I can't disagree with anything Stevie said there. He's certainly got the best form. The one who I'm I'm actually quite bullish about is is a mare on the up, and that and that's Prowess. And I just love 
the intent from the camp to go here. She she was one of these ones that was right in the conversation for a Cox Plate before uh, having a setback uh, early in the preparation. And she exceeded what I thought she would do first up in that Crystal Mile. Um, she's a dual group one winner at 2,000. She's going to take enormous improvement off that. And um, I think she's the one now that this is coming to her grand final day. Mm. And we've seen a few of the others and... Ha- perhaps just come here after the fact. We've seen a lot of, of those already have their grand finals. So I think she's got a ceiling um, that's untapped yet and, and she's she's the one to watch and the one I want to be with in this race. She could be a star. No, D Oliver, for you, a fairy tale farewell, Steve? Oh, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Jewess? She'll run great, Jewess. She was uh, she was awesome in the uh, Cox Plate, you know, arguably a bit unlucky. She just got held up when Ollie needed needed the gaps. But as I said, there was a, there was a few in the race in the same boat, but Oh, she could. I actually seen her this morning walking off the track with her. She looks amazing. She's in great condition. Looks like she's come through the the run brilliantly. So uh, yeah, I think there'll be a few cheering for Ollie, and you know, sentimentally, hope he hope he can win it. But uh, I think she's she's definitely in the mix. I should have asked you too, because you do a bit of work for Chris. Have you been on Fangirls back in the last couple of days? Oh, I certainly have. Yeah, I've ridden her this week, and um, yeah, she's she's great. She's uh, come through a run really well. She's um, she's in brilliant order, and uh, I think she's in this kind of shape that she can put up her best run. What do you make of the Sulcum ride? Sulcum, um, oh, I think he should have stayed on the winner's back. Like it, It's easy after, but, it, you know, if you if you go through it and stop it at certain sections, you say, what's the best possible option to take at this, at this point of the race? I think the best option was to stay on his back at that race. As I say, it's easy after to say, oh, I should have done this. But if you actually dissect it and go through it, um, you sort of come out to... To follow a couple of hundred to one chances, you've got Mark Zara in front of you, who is a brilliant jockey at Flemington over a trip. You've got the horse, who's probably one of the ones to beat in the race. So, I think the play was probably to stay behind him. Uh, I don't know if he would have won, but he he would have run pretty good. I think he would have got pretty close. Mm. Hey, Steve, you've been outstanding on RSN throughout the Spring Carnival. Uh, look forward uh, to your work tomorrow out at Flemington on the final day. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Nick. Good on you, Stevie. Stevie Arnold there. What are your best bets on the program, Nick? Oh, we're going through a few. Um, I, I really like in race five uh, in the Matriarch, I really like Thalassophile. Um, really? Yeah, I should ask Stevie about Thalassophile, actually. Looks a great bet. She was unlucky in the Tessio behind Wishlaw Lass. Blocked for runs near the 400, which stopped her momentum. Yet She had to shift course back to the rail and was able to pick up again and be really strong through the line. Ran second just ahead of Osmos, who's also in this race, but she gets a nice three-kilo weight swing on Osmos. And I think Thalassophile ran, I think, 7.750 is, is the price on the tab at the moment. So uh, that's, a, that's a good bet, and that'll be one of my better results uh, if she can salute in, in the fifth and there's some value I reckon to be had early in the card Michael and race two um, the always welcome stakes I really like the chances of Vespertine at a big price. I'll have two bets in the race. Um, she follows a similar prep to last spring where she won, She actually won this race second up. Um, she was first up in the Alini Stakes at Caulfield over 1,100 this prep um, Drew out, had to take medicine and go back. Did finish ninth of 10, but she got really warm late, ran the second fastest last year under the race, 
always improved second up to 1,200 and likes the straight. And I also think it's our time. You, you don't want to make him a loser. He's just so consistent down the straight. Nine starts, two wins, four seconds. And he's through the rising fast now where, where Najim Zahail has obviously franked that form through that race um, with Spacewalk as well. So uh, got home second fastest last time of the meeting there. And, yeah, I, I think you can play those two for a really nice result in race number two. And if we can get one of those up early, well, that's a pretty stress-free rest of the day. It's happy it? days. <laughs> 23 bucks for Vespertine in race number two. So uh, it's our town for $5 as well. Uh, mate, you enjoy final day. I know you're going to be out there pressing the flesh with all the putters uh, and trying to avoid McSharkies. Most people will tomorrow as well. I'm thinking about wearing a fake moustache and some glasses or something, I think. So but we'll, we'll see. I think you'll still find me. <laughs> Uh, mate, we'll catch up next week. Sounds uh, good. Good job. Thanks, mate. Uh, the footnote, Nick Foot.